How you guys doing? Welcome to the show. It's finally freaking Friday, baby. And it's going to be a sucky weather, let me tell you that. Here in Northern Illinois, anyway, man, it's supposed to be the 60s. It's not going to be in the 70s again for two damn weeks. Anyway, hopefully this new mic sounds pretty good. I'm going to be using this on the first segment. It seems like our studio mic was uh, really overpowering the OBS. Other than that, I don't know what the hell else to do for you guys. You know, fix your phones, whatever. We're going to be talking about the Great Nordic Biker War today. And boy, they some crazies over in Scandinavia, man. Uh, for those that are too young to remember, this is the war in Scandinavia between the Hells Angels and the Banditos. And it was crazy. They were using anti-freaking-tank guns over there on each other. Uh, It was a pretty wild ride, man. And that war actually led to a lot of other stuff. Uh, I know the Quebec War was going on at that time, but because of what they were doing over in Scandinavia, that led into that shed and massacre where the Scandinavian banditos sponsored the Canadians, which we all know ended up in a eight-member massacre. We got that uh, video. I'll put the link in the description box here over on YouTube. But it was nasty business, really nasty. See, there's two different cultures between the United States and Europe. And that was more evident when I read a comment on the YouTube channel about my last video, so you're a new club and you want to throw a 1% diamond on. They have a whole process over in the UK. And I would suggest go over and, and checking out Dibber in the Wind. Dibber in the Wind is UK-based, and he knows what they're uh, talking about over there. They have a lot of restrictions that we don't have here in the United States. Their dominance won't hand out 1% diamonds, because that's just not what they do over there. But when they get into some business, they get into some business. I remember when this was happening in live time, man. Uh, We used to... uh, watch it on uh, some of the older biker news sites and it was crazy man we were just watching like damn an anti-take gun are you crazy and then you had freaking grenades going off uh i think uh 12 murders uh were involved in this war uh it's quite less than what happened with the quebec war but they still they threw down some serious business so much that eventually like the danes they started banning clubs now you're probably going to say well if the united states clubs don't start getting along i know that's going to be the first damn thing that comes out that's going to happen here well no it's not because we have a different set of laws than they do over in europe they're more How can I say it? Old school, man. You got countries that go back thousands of years and their political system's totally different than what we have here in our Constitution. We have our Bill of Rights, which protects us from a lot of stuff. The First Amendment is, you know, the freedom to associate with whoever you want. 
over there, not so much, man. Over there, it's just a way different way of thinking than it is here. They're a lot more hardcore with sticking with their traditions. They don't want to break the traditions over there. And it's something you got to say, man. You got to look up to and say, man, that's pretty cool. You don't want to go against your traditions. Where here in the States, you actually got new clubs that are putting diamonds on that would never get away with it if it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Over there, they got a whole system where they won't allow it. They'll shut it down in a heartbeat over there. And you got people over here that say, you know, well, why ain't uh, 1% Diamonds standing up and not letting it, you know, why are they letting it happen here? It's a whole different ball game, okay? There is so much where the feds are all over these clubs that it's ridiculous here in the States. If you piss in the wind wrong here in the United States, you got the feds all over you. You got ATF all over you. DEA. They don't stop, man. They're busybodies here in the United States. So, at that point, the clubs have to look at, is it worth going after these peons that are probably going to disband in a year or two? And have one of our members serving 10 to 25 for taking that vest off of them. Because, let's be honest. For those who say, why ain't they doing anything? Let's be honest here. Do you really think they want to risk their brothers to something stupid? Like these pansies running around that are new wearing 1% diamonds? And they know they're going to disband eventually because most of these clubs won't last five years. So why take that kind of risk with your brother's lives? And it also invites more police scrutiny to come your way. So it doesn't make sense. And it doesn't make sense why anybody would care what the clubs are doing if you're not a part of them. You know, you always get that freaking uh, deal where everybody has to get along or this culture ain't going to survive where, you know what, people have been saying that since the 70s. (laughs) Yeah, more technology exists today, and that's one of the reasons why you won't see a lot of stuff pop off. The stuff you do see popping off is really individuals acting apart from the club and doing dumb shit. That's just facts, man. Because clubs know that they can't be a part of that anymore because it costs all kinds of stuff in lawyer fees. And it's just insanity, man. Who wants to deal with it? I think coming up uh, next week, I just want to get that out there. I'm going to try to do a standalone. There is a hill right over the border from me that used to be used for hill climbs, and I'm going to do a deal on the hill climb, so be looking for that. But now, let's go over and start our deal on the Great Nordic Biker Wars. And, uh, again, we're going to onepercenterbikers.com because they got a good timeline. And I always say they're not always right, but they got a good timeline 
of the events. And then we'll go back to a newspaper article that covered this. Uh, I'll ask, I'll answer some questions from this uh, one article that they were putting out. Uh, trying to make uh, clubs look bad. And then the uh, banishment of the deal with the Banditos over in uh, Denmark, I believe it was. So, 1percenterbikers.com, Hells Angels versus the Banditos. And this is one of the things that George Christie talked about where he actually went over there and was trying to get it cut down because it really was getting bad over there with this war. Now, just some background. The Great Nordic Biker War refers to a feud between the Hells Angels and the Banditos in Scandinavia. Again, in Scandinavia, not here in the United States. And before you say, well, that's old news, what's it mean for today? It means a lot that the ones that don't know about this kind of stuff, that don't know their history, learn about it. And unless creators start putting out some history background, people aren't going to know. Because, God forbid, they go learn it on their own. Anyway, it went from 94 until 97. It's very interesting. The 90s were lit up here from 94 and on in my area and around the country in the United States. Then you had this over in Scandinavia. Then you had the Quebec War happening in Canada. It was really weird stuff back in the 90s, man. Everybody, they just did not like sharing back then. Let's just put it that way. It was pretty hardcore. Uh, it's also record, uh, referred to as the Great Northern Biker War or Great Scandinavian Biker War, so you guys know that. Uh, there's three different names for it, the Great Nordic, uh, the Great Northern, and then the Great Scandinavian of particular note, and you don't believe this, it believe it, it was being done. Anti-tank rockets in multiple attacks were had believed to be stolen from the Swedish army. Yeah, there's a picture of that right there. If you're on the radio, come take a look. Uh, they were bore, uh, blowing clubhouses up with these damn things. They weren't using dynamite. They didn't care about doing that. It was too much work. No, let's go get us a freaking anti-tank rocket and let's get some shit blown up. They didn't play around. <laughs> now they call uh he goes and talks about the lead up to this war. Uh He you know what this is very interesting before we can understand the Great Nordic Biker War, we first need to go back to the 1980s in Scandinavia. The Hells Angels moved into Scandinavia in 1980, taking in United MC, much to the dislike of other clubs at the time. Their oppo uh, opponents formed an alliance and created Bullshit MC in uh, 1983 and went to a pub owned by the Hells Angels and results w was the start of war, which lasted two years and killed eight Bullshit MC members, one Hells Angel and a civilian. Yeah, people don't like others coming into that territory, man. It kind of pisses them off. Uh, and that's how these European clubs are, man. There is that tradition. Don't break that tradition or uh, shit's going to fly. 
Uh, then uh, the in Copenhagen, uh, Copenhagen uh, Mortician's MC turned against the Angels. They uh, later changed their name to the Undertakers, and then in 1993 were patched over by the Banditos. Uh, 94 Angels attempted to prevent uh, Morbid's MC from gaining a foothold in the area, so Morbid's MC joined the Banditos Alliance, and later on, Outlaw MC also joined the Bandito Alliance. Now, here is uh, the clubs that were involved in this. Uh, the Banditos were believed to have approximately 130 members based in the region across seven chapters. The Hells Angels, 290 members based in the region across 15 chapters. With the Alliance, you had uh, the Banditos, uh, the Clan, Morbids, Morticians, then the Undertakers, uh, the Hells Angels... Uh, the Avengers MC, Screwdrivers MC, and Untouchables, which, uh, yeah, the Untouchables here in the United States are a cop club. I do not think that's what it is over there, so don't quote me. And then, of course, uh, the Outlaws, they allied with the Banditos over there. The timeline of events is very interesting. 1994, now that is a year in motorcycle history and club history that you really want to know. 1994 was terrible everywhere. Just look at Europe and you'll see how many events took place during 94 all over the world. Uh, the 26th of January, there's a shooting at the Morbid's MC Clubhouse. Uh, on In February, there's a shooting between Hells Angels and Banditos. Uh, Hell's Angel member Hakeem Bowman is killed uh, again in February. Here it is. An anti-tank rocket is fired at the Hell's Angels clubhouse. They weren't playing around. No dynamite under the cars. No, just stood out in front of that clubhouse and pulled that trigger. Uh, the 22nd of June in Finland, a clam uh, MC president is shot and killed by a Hells Angels member. Uh, again, in 1995, uh, Olsa, Norway, there was a shootout between a Hells Angel and Banditos. One person is wounded. 90, and you see it's starting to take over the whole Nordic type of country deal. Uh, let's see here, 95, uh, the Finland Bandito MC president, Michael, uh, Joe is killed. 95, they, uh, the Banditos fire another anti-tank rocket at a Hells Angels Perspective Clubhouse in Helinski. Uh, then on, uh, July 26, they didn't stop there. They fired another anti-tank rocket at a Hells Angel Prospect Clubhouse in Helsingborg. In 95, Banditos, uh, uh, it is in December, they beat two Hells Angel members in a clubhouse. Uh, man. Hells Angels Oslo, Norway in 96 was attacked uh, in a bombing. Uh, an own, uh, a bar owned by a Hells Angels is bomb. They didn't play around, man. And it goes all the way up here. Uh, then it goes to, let's see here, 97, which is interesting. Uh, January, Outlaw MC President Thor uh, Hecky Holm, an Outlaws member from France, are shot and wounded by a member of the Untouchables who were allies with the HA. 
then it just keeps on going. Then a car bomb explodes outside uh, Bandito's clubhouse. So the bombs were kicking butt back then and rockets. It ain't like today, man. That was the biggest thing that you had to worry about back then was the bombs right under your car, man. You always used to check your car for bombs. Uh, but they actually went further, man, with these rocket deals. I don't think that's ever been done in the United States. I'll check it out, but I don't think so. Uh, at the time of the declaration of the end of the war, the two groups agreed that no further chapters would be open in enemy territory. However, this agreement has since broken down with multiple chapters being opened by both groups, including Bandito's chapters in Agmar and Odense in Denmark. Here's some victims of the war. There was 11 killed, and that is just amazing that only 11 people were killed considering the rockets. Uh, there was 11 killed. There was a civilian uh, woman not affiliated with any club. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Mikel Lujuan. Bandidos, 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 Hells Angels, Hells Angels, Hells Angels, Hells Angels. It just keeps going down like that. There was 74 attempted murders and 96 wounded. And it looks like there's only a few people arrested during this deal. Uh, one, uh, for example, a Hells Angel prospect responsible for the March 1996 uh, Bandidos Holinsky Finland clubhouse murders. He received 12 and a half year prison uh, sentence. And we talked about the different prison sentences around the world, man. They're a lot different than what we got. Uh, then the Great Nordic Biker War Rocker Act. It was called. It was passed by the government in Denmark and came into play on the 15th of October 1996. And the act provided police with more power against bikers and also aims to prevent the assembly of members at their clubhouse. So you see the different type of justice systems, the t different type of political passages of bills that they do compared to us. Now, the, there was further uh, conflicts that came out of this, and especially in 2001, uh, the former Bandidos president, Klaus Borg Hansen, is shot 26 times, dying as a result of the wounds. Uh, after being thrown out of, a band, uh, of the Bandidos, he had gone on to create a red and white support club. Four members of the Banditos were later charged. Yeah, he's going to die. He got shot 26 freaking times, man. Uh, so he basically went to the other side. They ain't going to be playing that crap right there. So that is kind of your background on the Great Nordic Biker War from 1percentbikers.com. You got to go over there and see their site. They're also on Facebook and stuff. Real good site to go uh, get some uh, background information. Now, here we go from 1996. This is how they were covering it through the Independent. This was May 11th, 1996 again. Uh, their title to this article was Biker Wars Dredge Up Something Rotten in the State of Denmark. The Angels and Banditos are fighting across Scandinavian uh, with anti-tank rockets and grenades. Woo! Ouch. Uh, the mean machine is laying low in Eslener, 
But everyone in Denmark knows that the war is far from over. Until the past few days, the worst violence experienced by the people of this small tourist town on Denmark's northern coast has been the drunken punch-ups with the Swedes around the Kronberg Castle on Saturday nights. Now there are fears that the Banditos biker gang is moving into it big time. They are armed to fight Hell's Angels, not with slings and chains of yesteryear, but with anti-tank rockets and grenades. Uh, they were going into... They were actually taking bets on this. Who was going to win this war? Can you believe it? The citizenry? Uh, quote, I think the Banditos are going to win. They are the meanest, said a young man quivering uh, for the ferry across the Sound in Sweden, where anti-tank rockets blasted a rocker club. Quote, hurt one of us and we all bleed. That's what they believe. That's their honor cold. Uh, wow. Yeah, man, they were actually putting up bets who's going to win this war back then. That just tells you the difference in thinking that people back then had compared to what they have now. That's the best way to explain it to you. Uh... A victim of Ilsner's new honor code lies bleeding in the hospital. A bandito leader lost a leg uh, that week after the enemy Hell's Angels lobbed a grenade into his cell at an open prison. Oh, they didn't care, man. They went into the prison just throwing shit. Uh, they, everybody was hitting back. It was just nasty business back then, man. Uh, you're, they didn't care, man. Throwing grenades in the freaking... Uh, Prison cell? <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, there we go. Let's go to the Netherlands one. Uh, this was the, actually 2017. So that war had lasting, uh, you know, lasting effects on that whole region. Uh, judges in Netherlands had banned the Banditos biker gang, saying it posed a public threat. The Dutch government ultimately has plans to make all biker gangs illegal, including the infamous Hells Angels. Uh, the world's second largest biker gang, the Banditos, were banned by a court in the Netherlands on Wednesday, December 20th. And I believe this is 2017, yes. Uh, the case was brought by the Dutch Prosecution Service, which claimed the Banditos were involved in drugs and gun trafficking and prostitution. Uh, then the Justice Minister, of course, they welcomed it. You know, I gotta look uh, if they didn't appeal on this. I remember they might have. Uh, they also uh, were pressing on with plans to, uh, with all, including indigenous motorcycle clubs like uh, No Surrender or Satadera. Uh, so then they go on about how the Banditos were started in 66, uh, expanded uh, the whole nine yards. Uh, let's see. Well, that's flag track one. Let's go back uh, to this. And I think I'm going to be covering this again because it has some very interesting questions in it that I'd like to answer, you know, to be kind of like a, you know, Myself interviewing myself, I don't know. Uh, but people need to uh, look at these uh, questions that it has. Uh, we don't have that much more time on it. But it is also, coincidentally, it came out June 6, 2015. 
where some of the questions are the gangs truly dangerous? Uh, when did diverse gangs emerge? What about today? How do these gangs operate? That's what they were talking about in this deal from The Week. Yes, The Week. And some of the other stuff that's going to be coming up is American uh, Flat Track Racing Mounts a Comeback. I think I'm going to do an independent uh, video on that because that's something I really love to uh, do is that one right there. So, yeah, the Great Nordic Biker War, man. Could you believe uh, something like that? happening in here in the United States, a rocket attack, man, they'd have feds all over the damn place, uh, then next thing you know, they're labeling all motorcycle clubs, terrorist organizations, something like this really isn't possible here in the States, Back in the 90s, you had, at that time, at that time, but not now, was the second biggest domestic bombing in the United States, and that was here in Chicago, between the Outlaws and the Hells Engine at the time. And then after Oklahoma City, then it became the third. But there was some serious stuff happening. I know some guys... Uh, in Rockford, they had bombs placed under their truck. Uh, there was a lot of stabbings, a lot of shootings back then. Uh, so the 90s was crazy altogether for everybody. You had it in Europe. You had it in Canada. You had it here in the United States. I didn't even look up Australia because Australia, they just seem like they're on a freaking roll, man, all the time. They're always going at it over there. That's why I call them the crazy Aussies, man, because they just don't stop, man. I, I just don't think they understand or they haven't got the message that over there is a lot different than over here, where over there they're taking away your rights left and right because you have a different system of justice than we have here in the United States. But you got to give it to them, man. They, they're hardcore freaking uh, gangster over in Australia. And I call them that because the some of the stuff that you're seeing them do revolves around a lot of money. Now, if you're going to come back and you're going to say, well, and I'm talking about the Australia right now. Let's not say it's, I'm not saying it's here in the States. But when you're talking about Australia, you're talking about some gang banging over there, man. And I think, and a lot of people have said it's a lot more about that than it is about the motorcycle. And you're going to say, well, you know, you can't believe that. Well, you know what? When somebody gets busted living in a million dollar home, they ain't out there freaking playing uh, patty cake and doing a nine to five job. You know, if you think that's what's happening, you're kind of fooling yourself. That's just my point of view. So I'll check into the, the Australian stuff during the 90s, but man, the whole damn freaking, uh, I should do a video on the 90s alone, man. You'd be surprised uh, at that stuff that went down. So right now I got China Dow in the house. We're going to go and uh, do the second segment here over on Motorcycle Madhouse Radio.com. Come on over and join us. You'll love it. Talk to you there.
for something just a little bit wild. God! Now or never, here it comes. Take yourself on a journey into the unknown. Yeah! Are you ready? Attention. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're listening to Motorcycle Madhouse Radio, WMMRDB Rockford. And how you guys doing? It's Friday. God damn, it's Friday. About freaking time. How you guys doing? Welcome to the second part of Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Mayhem. Hopefully you got a lot of history out of the great Nordic biker wars, man. They freaking crazy over there. Rocket launchers, bombs, grenades. They weren't playing, man. They weren't playing. And as I always say, that is some 1% stuff, man. Not what these uh, new jack clubs put on as far as 1% stuff. Uh, This Sunday, uh, I'm thinking, uh, Sunday or Saturday, I, I have to decide. You'll see it pop up when it comes on YouTube. I'm going to be talking about uh, property up patches, how that is a 1% thing, not a 99% thing. So be on the lookout for that. I got China Doll in the house. What's up, China? How you doing? I'm doing good. It's Friday. About time. It's Friday, Friday, Friday. What are you doing this weekend? I'm going to see our daughter on Saturday, celebrating Mother's Day a day early. No, it's Mother's Day Sunday, huh? Yes, Mother's Day. You know what? You mothers always get all the cool stuff. Us fathers get nothing. You get Father's Day. Yeah, we get Father's Day, but not this Hollywood. Hollywood spends it by himself. On Father's Day? Yes. No, you don't. Yes, I do. We're always home. Yeah, you're always home, but in different rooms. <laughs> we'll take you out. Yeah, right. We'll take you out. We'll take you out on the town. <laughs> on Father's Day. So, somebody has a job interview uh, tomorrow. Yeah. 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 At a slot place. At a slot place, huh? Bartending. Yeah. I lost on my numbers last night, man. That sucks. Eight two five because I let eight five two eight five two. But it's box, so it you know, it can come up in any any order. Yeah, you totally lost. It's like what the fuck, man? Why'd you play those numbers? Because those are my favorite numbers. Eight five two. Yeah, eight five two. Oh well, you lost. Yes, it is. Should we play them again? Yes, I say. You know what? Play a dollar every day. It's seven bucks a week compared to what the hell you play. Uh, you pay, what, $20 tickets and stuff like that? I play $10 scratch-offs. That next thing you know, you just splush $10 down the drain. Yeah, $10 cross. So if I win on the pick three, how much do I get? I don't know. I don't know how that, how that rolls. How much, however much, if you win on the pick three, it's however much is in the pot that day, I guess. I don't know. You should know these things. They only have specific amounts documented for... You know, like Powerball, Mega, Regular Lotto, and and then Lucky Day Lotto. See, so. I don't, I, I don't believe in Lotto. I think it's all a setup. I think they pick people that they know to win. Oh, well, I think they do something like that when they have the big pots for like Mega and Powerball. I think that's the case, man. Because the only they're ones rigging that, it like a street number. The game. only ones that I notice that ever win are the ones that already have all the money, or the ones that are. Like, I don't know, on their deathbed. 
They're the ones who always win, not us. No, not the average Joe. And when you play, what is that, Powerball, it's always somebody on the East or West Coast that's like, really? Oh, Mega, too. Mega and Powerball is always somebody out near, like, California or, like, New York. Mm-hmm. It's like, what about Illinois? Because Illinois, we just suck, I guess. <laughs> Illinois has lotto, but it's like only $3 million. And by time the taxes, you only got like a half a million dollars. I know, it's ridiculous. That's some bullshit, man. It's stupid. They take some money from you. I know, they take a lot of money and it's like ridiculous. And, you know, when you go to cash it in and whatnot, if you win that big amount or whatever, like a huge amount, dude, it's like you get less than half. That's some bullshit. After, like, taxes and stuff. It's crazy. It's tax, 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 And then man. you got to keep in mind with those big games that if the wherever the ticket gets sold, the owner of that business gets a, a percentage, too, but I don't remember what mm-hmm. percent. Well, then you got pick four. Yeah, pick three and pick four. Rock on. Yeah. Don't forget, you guys can also listen to us on a Xeno app. Uh... And that is the radio station itself. So, uh, let's see here. The Discord cameras keep freezing up for me. I don't know, man. Mine too. Yours is freezing up too? Yep. Well, that's because most of the people listen on cell phones. Yeah. And cell phones ain't as stable, I notice, with their apps with Discord. They're not. You know, but well, that's just like last night when I was at work, I was on the Discord listening. Well, you your work sucks as but, far oh as my, Wi-Fi. Oh, well, we don't have Wi-Fi. That's the problem, and the walls are so thick in the gas station that you barely even get, like, two bars. That's why I don't understand why don't you listen on the Xeno. Because I like to say hi and, like, wave at people. <laughs> you just want the attention. I do. I'm an attention whore. I want it. Hey. I don't know, man. Last night's show was kind of weird for me. <laughs> yeah, what the hell was going on with that? I have no fucking clue, man. I was, like, uh, speechless. You women are just bad people, man. We're nasty. You're nasty. And you know what? You guys are always talking shit about how men are. But you women, especially the younger ones now, what just happened? Yeah, when we you were reading some of them, and you're like, this is from a 19-year-old. And I'm like, no way. <laughs> yes, a 19-year-old. <laughs> I, I, was act- I was actually like in shock myself over that one. And you're never in shock. No, no. Nothing surprises me, and nothing can really shock me. But when you were reading that, and it was about a 19-year-old saying that stuff, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> wow. What the hell? Tell them a little bit about what I was talking about. It was all sexual fantasies and shit. And I was like, some of this just sounds so wrong in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Especially a 19-year-old having a sexual fantasy about anything as high range as you were going with that. Chicks and licks and... <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> she wanted to have her every hole filled. Yeah, what the hell is wrong with... Stick it in her nose, stick it in her ear. I don't even know where she was going with that. You know what? I am now betting that most users of porn, uh, tube or what a porn hub, whatever that is, <laughs> yeah, I, I think they're freaking women. You think so? <laughs> I think it's freaking women, man, after hearing Looking that up new ideas. <laughs> hell yeah, man. <laughs> You know, it was, uh, I guess it was rocking with Hollywood last night. When you stump Hollywood, something's wrong. 
Yeah, well, I was kind of dumbfounded myself, so that was really weird. I don't know, man. You know, you said you had sexual fantasies and didn't know where to start. I don't think any of yours can top this shit. Oh, no. (laughs) No. No, not even in the slightest. I heard of sexual freedom, but not this kind of sexual freedom. Yeah, I don't think I want every orifice filled. I don't, uh, you know what, I don't know if, you know, they're watching too much, uh, what is that, that, uh, gray shades or shades Sh- of gray? Fifty shades of gray. Whatever the fuck it is. No, sounds, Whatever you guys watch. So, sounds to me like she's going way deeper, like way beyond Debbie Does Dallas kind of shit. <laughs> Literally going deeper. <laughs> I was just like, you're reading it. You're you're reading it yesterday, last night, and I'm like, my jaw dropped. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you're re- really starting to get into the thing, and you're you're dumbfounded. And I'm like, shit, I lost signal. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was tuned into that one last night, and that's why I figured we cover, you know, dedicate the show to women's fantasies. Because you guys are damn freaking weird, man. You are. You're crazy. That happens. You're freaks. It happens. You know what? I truly believe that you people are freaks of nature. I mean, we can get just as down as dirty as the next one. Yeah, but the different generations, uh, how it's changed. The generations change a lot. You guys weren't thinking about that when you were in your 20s, were you? What that 19-year-old was thinking? Hell, yeah. hell nah. <laughs> that was the furthest from my mind when I was 19. What do you think has changed? Uh, I, I, Is it technology where I they think, get more I, access? Yeah, I think 100% it's more of that. Because, I mean, God, when we were 19, it's like the most you had was like Playboy magazine and shit. You didn't have all that crap. So they're able to see this kind of stuff on all the internet. All they got to do now is Google it. And that's what gives them their fantasies. Well, according to her, something. That's like right out of high school. I never knew a broad in high school that thought that way. Me neither. I mean, I've seen some nasty crap with, you know, heard nasty crap in high school with some females, but not like that. Okay, give Mm -mm. us a background of what you heard. Oh, I've I've already gone there with that one, like the the one girl that only did anal. Oh, that's that's tame. Yeah, the shit that I heard was tame as shit compared to what the hell that one was about. You imagine what the girl talk is in the locker room now. God, I would love to be a fly on the wall, but now I get now. Well, now with COVID, nobody uses the locker rooms. They stay in their street clothes for PE. So it's like not even any fun now. So I, I'd say let's let's see what they're talking about walking around outside. I bet they're nasty. Oh, you should hear. I mean, all you hear when these girls walk into the gas station, like groups of girls, they're all. <laughs> That's like all you hear when they're walking through the store, and they're showing each other stuff on their phones, and they're like. <laughs> I'm like, what'd you get a dick pic? I, you know what? <laughs> I think it's dangerous nowadays for these kids with these phones. It's because a lot of them are recording what they're doing and shit, and they're underage. That's child fucking porn. Mm-hmm. And then they upload it on these freaking internet sites. I think they're, you know, that's one dangerous thing that came out of the smartphone. 
for these kids. I think these kids need to stop being dumb and need to realize that once you post it online, man, it's there forever. Yeah, if you post something online, it's there. It's never coming down. It ain't coming down. No matter how many times you hit the delete button, it, it's, it's out there. And that's when these freaking uh, freaks... You know, they do some editing and stuff like that. Next thing you know, they're over 18 when they're really only 15 or 16 doing mm-hmm. that shit. And that's where you get a lot of pedophiles and stuff looking at that shit. Oh, yeah. But it's dangerous, man. And I, you know what? There has to be something to combat that shit. Well, you can do like some parents. Some parents don't even allow their kids to have social media. Yeah, but that that's not but happening it, it, anymore. It ain't gonna last. No, it won't last. Cause they'll they'll find a Once, way of doing it. Well, and what I've noticed is a lot of the kids like okay, I'll give an example like the new boss that I have at the gas station. Her daughter was not allowed social media. Once she turned eighteen, bam, she's got Snapchat. She's got this. She's got that. You know, it's like as soon as she turned eighteen, she busted out and went to town on all social media aspects Mm -hmm. it's like because she's all what are you gonna do now i'm 18 i can do what i want Mm -hmm. you know so it's like all right yeah but watch what you're posting right you know i get it these kids like this snapchat app yeah i have the app i looked at it and i go this is stupid (laughs) deleted it Mm mm-hmm it's like, oh, you can have a conversation in there and you can send each other pictures, but they disappear right after they're open. Mm. It doesn't mean they disappear from social media in general. Mm. People can, you know, screenshot shit. Right. Well, there is a deal out of the Independent, out of the UK, uh, children filming themselves in graphic sexual videos for likes online is a growing trend. Why do why is likes matter? I don't understand that. Because why like, is that a growing trend? Well, that's just that's just like on TikTok, you post a video because you want all kinds of likes. The more likes you get, the more people that watch that video. Mm-hmm. Like one video alone, if you get, you know, twenty people liking it, then it's going to keep showing up on the main screen. The more people that like it, the more often it plays for other people to see. So it's kind of like YouTube. Yeah, it's basically, it's kind of like all social media. The more likes you get, the more it plays. The more more it does a pop-up, like, you know, suggests you to see this, and it's going to keep showing. Well, mostly of this stuff is being between the age of 11 oh. and 16. 11? How is that even possible? Well, you know, there's six-year-olds running around with cell phones now, so nothing surprises me. It do, you know what? It really doesn't. I bet there's a lot of black market material on the dark web about this shit. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens. It's You know, they upload it, and it gets grabbed, and now it's underground. I mean, there are a lot of things that parents can do as far as cell phones. You know, you can do parental controls on it. Mm. But... A lot of parents ain't taking that time. Oh, no, they're not. But not only that, but these kids are damn ass smart with electronics. I don't care if they're 5, 12, 18, 25. They figure it out and know how to get around all that crap. Mm-hmm. They also know how to turn off parental blocks, but... Right. But, you know, there are... there are, I don't know any parents that go on and do parental blocks on their kids' stuff. 
Mm-hmm. I remember when our kids were little, we had to do parental blocks when, you know, that just having cable was a big thing. We did parental blocks on, like, HBO and Showtime so the kids couldn't get in there. Mm. But it's like, eventually they figure out how to take the block off. Well, exactly. Uh, but I, just looking at the high school, I bet that's happening all the time, though. Oh, yeah. And it's scary because bullying's bad. But something like that gets out, it's over. A blowjob gets out with the minors. Well, and the downfall is you got to watch. I mean, if if you're sending stuff to stuff, you got people. You got to watch what you're sending to people because just because you don't post it online, don't mean whoever you sent it to is not gonna. And well, that's how most of these amateur videos end up on uh, Pornhub. Somebody thinks that hey, it's just for them. Next thing you know, it's on Pornhub. Yeah. You know, I mean, because Pornhub, don't they pay for that kind of shit? I think it's so. It's like a YouTube. I think so. I think so. I'm not 100% because I've, I've, I've never gone on Pornhub. Well, so. this is research that needs to be done. <laughs> it's a serious subject. Yeah, I've never gone on that site. I mean, I'm sure we can ask our kid. He might, yeah. he might know something. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but I think a lot of the videos end up there with non-consent. Oh, yeah, because it could just be you and your boyfriend or you and your girlfriend, and you guys recorded something. and Which is normal nowadays. Which is the thing. You know, it's it's a thing. But you don't put it up when you don't both agree. But just the one thing is, is one of the two gets pissed off at the other one, and bam, it's posted. It happens all the time. Well, that's one of the reasons why we wouldn't allow uh, video inside our club. Never. Phones got put in a basket. Mm-hmm. No phones. No phones in the basket. Sorry, it is what it is. I mean, you and I didn't even have ours. No, I left mine around uh, all the time. Um, shit, I don't even carry it now. Uh, but anyway, it's da- it, I think there is laws against doxing, but I don't think they're used much. No, I don't think so. Well, there's people out there that I've heard, you know, and read things online about so-and-sos going after so-and-so through court because they posted something, and Mm -hmm. I don't even know where those cases end up if they even get seen. I don't think so. I don't think there's a lot of uh, prosecution of those Uh -uh. cases, but I think there should be, especially when it comes to kids. That's the one thing that pisses me off is those child porn people. And it's just like you don't understand how they can have sex with somebody that fucking young. Yeah. I just don't get it. Aren't they fathers? Aren't they mothers? Aren't they grandparents? Why would you do that? Right. Or even, you know, a, a brother or a sister and they have younger siblings. You know, why would you? Mm. I don't. See, that's the one thing. I don't, the pedophiles and all them nasty people. I don't understand the conflict. I don't, I don't understand it. You know, watching porn, you know, decent porn is healthy, but not that kind of porn. No. That's no. just gross. That's nasty. It gets into a whole different level. Uh, and I think it actually encourages these people. I think so. And I don't th- You know what? If uh, an online deal like a porn hub was caught. Uh, showing these type of things of young kids, somebody needs to go to jail. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff on that web on that website 
that are for younger kids. Mm. I'm not going to go looking for it. but <laughs> And they always say it's 18 and over. No, you, you know what we should do for next week is this subject. You spend time on the Pornhub. Uh. And this is serious, not a funny deal. This is needs to be brought to light. Is look at the girls where they say, well, a teenager this. And they always use teenager shit. Mm-hmm. Or barely 18. Mm-hmm. And look at them girls and see if, as a woman, because you women know bodies. Yeah. You know a woman's body. Like, you know puberty, yeah. all that type and of y- stuff. Yeah, you got to keep in mind, too, a lot of people will put that they're barely 18 or that they're teenagers and they're not. They're not. They're 16, they're, 15 years old. No, there's also ones that they'll say are teenagers and they're in their 20s. Mm-hmm. They're just putting it as their teenagers to get more. You know, right, more but look at the it. amateur ones. Yeah, the amateur ones is where you got to worry because what is it? Sex cams are a thing now. Oh yeah, well, where you do shit live or whatever yeah, that it's is. Like, oh, it's, Maybe yeah. I'm old school. You yeah, know, I'm not in. Uh, I don't know the new trends. You know, like I well, said, instead I of calling one eight hundred numbers for these kids nowadays, they can actually just go to a website and, and they watch. And watch it and pay for it. That's uh, why would you have? Why would you do that? Yeah, Are people I guess that I guess uh, I guess it's better than talking over the phone because not a lot of people do that anymore. Uh. So they just watch it on their computer. Well, I think we should. Uh, you should research this over the weekend and try to, you know, not only with uh, the articles and stuff, but actually go to these sites like Pornhub take let's do a, a a deal on Pornhub and you can tell people okay she's not freaking 18 I can tell you know women can tell that shit yeah where a man can't you know so I think it's very important uh, to bring this subject to light uh, I know we do a lot of fun stuff like uh, you know in our segment coming up is going to be fun with the fantasies and but you got to realize that there are dangers out there to kids. Mm-hmm. You know, and like you said, you know what? Usually I'm an open-minded guy. I'm all funny and play around with this shit. But yesterday, I was flabbergasted. I wasn't playing. I was actually flabbergasted by this shit. I was like, there's no way, man. I, you know, I know women's uh, lib and shit, but I didn't know it was going that far. <laughs> you know, well, yeah, I'm making fun of it because it's a radio show, but deep down in the back of my mind, I'm saying, who the fuck talked to these fucking kids? I was actually getting pissed. And when I got offline, I was pissed. You know, you, you've seen how grumpy I was last night. You were a freaking crab ass last night. I was night. a crab ass last night because I'm sitting there thinking, this ain't right. You know, and you got a Cosmopolitan magazine. That is actually promoting that shit. Like, they're doing it for clicks. Yeah, that's pretty much why they're doing it. Making the money. And it's making these kids out to be fucked up in the head, if you ask me. Well, maybe her mom's a hooker or stripper or something. I don't know. You know what? Even hookers and strippers have some goddamn morals. Very true. But if they get paid paid for specific things, some of them will 
go there. Well, that's where it comes a money transaction, but uh, you know what? Makes you wonder what that 19-year-old's fantasies. Where's she really going with this? <laughs> right. What's she expecting out of this? Mm. I hope it's just a fantasy that's going to stay a fantasy. I don't know, man. I don't know. Right now, we're going to go to our first uh, music break. We're going to have some Def Leppard and Cinderella in the house.
Brotherhood and Betrayal is an in-depth look at the trials and tribulations of street gang and motorcycle club life. This isn't the run-of-the-mill book that doesn't give the goods. This book will go into detail of events that actually happened. All materials in this book have been approved by those involved. There is nothing poetic, nor is there any price worth paying for the life we choose to live on the streets. James Hollywood Machikari, Brotherhood and Betrayal. Oh yeah, man, if you haven't got your copy yet, what the hell is wrong with you? You're missing out. China Dow has a stock in now. You can get a signed copy of Brotherhood and Betrayal. But I have to actually say something. I'm amazed right now about Rubik's actually made a damn good point. What's that? These people that enter their young girls into these modeling contests. Oh, yeah, like toddlers and tiaras and stuff that's on TV. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that is dangerous, and I always have. Yeah. How can you dress up, say, a 7- or 8-year-old kid in full makeup like a woman? Because uh, the parents want the money. Do they really make that much money, though? Oh, my God, yeah. They get scholarships for college and everything else. I mean, yeah, they make some bank. Why? You know what? Why would even a college be freaking sponsoring something like that? A lot of colleges do. They get a lot of, yeah, they make a lot of bank. I'm talking they're out there getting their nails done. Mm-hmm. They're and, getting and their makeup get, on. And they get those things. I don't know if anybody knows because I used to watch the show, just saying. Uh, they're called flippers. And it's actually a piece that goes in their mouth to make their teeth look perfect. Get the fuck out of here. To cover their teeth if they're, you know, because they're children, so they're going to have, you know, teeth that fall out because, you know, they're all about the tooth fairy when they're kids. Right. Well, and that's have, what they should be. They're kids. They have these things. They're called flippers, and they actually put them in their mouth to look like they have perfect teeth. Uh-huh. It covers up their teeth. Yeah. That's how much the, the parents go into this. Do you think... That leads to the, uh, that how it molds some of these girls into thinking that this kind of shit is all right. Well, not only that, but uh, they're gonna expect that they have to be perfect all the time. Mm-hmm. You know that, and they're gonna has, think they have to look a specific way all the time. So they're gonna. I don't. I don't know how well their confidence is gonna be as they get older. Right. You know, because they're gonna think that this is how women are supposed to look. Mm-hmm. This is how girls are supposed to look. Actually, Grinch, uh, I was thinking about that, uh, not Sunday, but putting a members-only show together on YouTube where you guys call in and stuff. We talk about uh, shit. Uh, I'm working on it, man. Uh, but, yeah, man, that was a good point by uh, Rubik's. It's scary stuff. But we're going to move into some uh, other different subjects here right after Listen this. to Motorcycle Madhouse Radio right on your smartphone by downloading the Xena app from Apple and Google Play Store. Add Motorcycle Madhouse Radio to your favorites and rock on all day long. So what really led to this conversation was yesterday's show. <laughs> it was some freaky shit, man. <laughs> and I'm sitting here thinking, you women, what is you fucking, your brains wired differently than ours? Oh, yeah. We don't even get this fucking graphic. Yeah, we are wired differently. The biggest fantasy a man has is doing two chicks, and that gets boring after a while. Well, 
you know, some of you men that want to do two chicks, you know, you should just really give up on thinking about that because you already piss off one. Why would you want to piss off two? Exactly. I'm just you saying. know what? We got to start the two pump chump uh, club. Hollywood is the CEO of the two pump chump club, and it's a blow and go type of deal. But we'll get into some of that like next week. <laughs> Listen to this one. And this right here is from an 18-year-old girl. Dang it. 18. My wildest fam- fantasy would be anything rough, tied up, maybe a break-in role play. I'd had this fantasy probably since I was 16. 16. And this is Cosmopolitan. Cosmopolitan. Whatever, putting this Cosmo. shit out. They call it Cosmo. Okay, Cosmo, you're freaking pricks. I've always been a really, really sexual person, and I thought of the force and being with someone that's just as sexual as myself is such a turn-on. I'm definitely more of a submissive gal, so I think in tunes in to that as well. Uh, it's not really something I can whip out on the first date. I might feel intimidated quite a few men. I'm hoping, however, I ended up with a long run with able to handle my fantasies. What do you think of that from an 18-year-old? She watching Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> she wants to be tied up. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's some Fifty Shades of Grey shit right there. <laughs> she read the book or watched the movie. What is that movie all about? I never watched it. I never read read the books. I don't know. I only watched like about the first 10 minutes of it. And I was just like, yeah, no. I'm over it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's basically about submissive and a dom, you know. Mm -hmm. They're watching a movie where the woman's dominated and, uh, you know, all that shit. That's why it's her fantasy. I guess. See, you guys got uh, some screwed up fantasies, man. Oh, that's not mine. <laughs> that's not on my uh, bucket list. Uh-huh. No, thank you. Uh, here's another one from a 19-year-old. My biggest fantasy is going to a house party with my boyfriend, but spotting a girl that I'm really into, I'm by and my boyfriend is super supportive. I bet he is. I would go talk to her for a while, and after a few drinks and getting a little tipsy, we would move into an empty room and start hooking up. Ideally, she would be inexperienced with other women, but I always wanted to try. Uh, I also would like to make money. What? Make money. Fulfilling some of my fantasies because I always wanted to know what it was like to be a prostitute. Whoa, hello. Where did that come from? Uh, uh, she watching too many movies. <laughs> is that something women actually fantasize about is being paid for sex? Mm, none that I know. That is insane. None, none that I know, to be honest with you, but some people might want to do that. Uh, yeah, but, you know, uh, ew, no. That's just wrong. I mean, she wants to be with a female that's inexperienced, probably so she can take control, but... That's a dominant thing. That's another dominant thing, which, I don't know, some girls like like that. What is a woman's the most talked about thing that a woman wants to do as a fantasy? Two dudes! 
that's it's just like well, a man wanting to have two women. Yeah, same thing. So that's the most talked about. Yeah. Yeah, that's been most talked about for as long as, I mean, nowadays, I don't know what the hell they talk about. Mm. Obviously, not that kind of stuff. But, yeah, back when I was growing up, and even through, co- well, mainly college, mm-hmm. was the chicks wanted two guys. <laughs> that was, like, the big the topic. The big thing in college. Yeah. And, in, like, even in our 20s, it was all about... The guy, the chicks wanted two dudes. So that was back then. Now, now what do you think about the fantasies coming out? Some people got some real wild shit. <laughs> this one from a 20-year-old. In terms of my wildest sex fantasy, I guess I get off on the ideal of being very unlike myself. I'm a feminist, very independent, but for some reason... The ideal of having several men fuck me at the same time and sharing me drives me wild. It's not a uh, quite an MF or MMF that's a male male female. More like a few dudes focusing on dominating me, filling every hole I have. <laughs> somewhere semi exposed, like in a window or something, would be the ideal setting. She wants to be watched. They wouldn't interact with each other, but they also wouldn't care about my pleasure and dominating and treating me like a whore. So she wants a gangbang, and she wants people to watch. But she gets so graphic Yeah. for that age. That's, that's a little young to be wander, wanting every hole filled. Just saying. Little, little young, cause uh, I'm almost forty-eight, and uh, yeah, I'm not even thinking of that. Right. So, I'm I'm starting to wonder really where these, what these kids are talking about in the locker room. Mm-hmm. To be a fly on a wall. It's messed up, don't you think? Yeah, especially if these people are all between the ages of eighteen and twenty. Mm-hmm. They haven't even lived yet. They're trying to live too young. That's way too damn long. That that's way too young. They're trying to live some life that uh, they should be like much older for. Most swingers, man, you're talking. They don't even get into it until their mid thirties or forties. Mm-hmm. We got well. You have the younger ones, but the ones that are more experienced are like probably twenty eight and over. Mm-hmm. But then you're seeing younger generations trying to get involved in it. Right. We had a few when we had the club that were about 23, 24, but I don't think we ever had anyone younger than that. That's still too young if you ask me. Yeah, because uh, I don't think they've lived enough to know what they really want yet. Mm-hmm. I, pe- I get people like to experiment, but damn! That's a little too much experiment. A little bit. Someone that age wanting... Yeah, no. That's the last thing on my mind when I was that age. Mm-hmm. Who, I mean, okay, women... Women out there, when you were 18 to 20, were you all sitting around thinking about, hey, what would it be like to have five guys? No. I don't think so. I don't think so. I know I wasn't. But the mentality has really changed. It's changed a lot over the years. You know, I just looked this up because I found it interesting, and there was actually uh, an article or a study on this, and I didn't know this is really widespread, but it said that women want a full room of men shoving uh, $20 notes in exchange for sex. 
Chicken paid for it. Yeah, but a room full of guys? That's uh, some nasty I, business. I hope that's a small room so there ain't that many. <laughs> you know what that always you know what that one incident in the swingers club where they were lining up outside the door. Yeah. That was kind of freaked out. You know, that's when well, I left and did something else. Yeah, I mean, we weren't too thrilled about it, but we also wanted people at, you know, they were of age, you know. They well, they're were, age, they were in their 40s things. and shit, but, you know, we're letting them do their fantasies and whatnot in the club, but doesn't mean we agreed with everything. Right. We weren't like, She oh, ended yeah, up dude. doing how many guys that night? 20, 25? Yeah. I kind of lost track after 15. Because everybody just lined up to take their turn on her. Yeah, and the f- I just was shocked that, you know, her old man was okay with all that. Yeah, he went out and did something else, I think. He, yeah, he just, he left the He room. left her in he there his own and thing. Was getting, she was getting all the dick she wanted that day. Yeah, mm-hmm, a little. And she was mm-hmm. getting stuffed in all three holes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How is that even exciting for a woman? I don't understand. I mean, if it's a one-on-one thing, that's one thing, but not that money. It, well, <laughs> I don't know. A gangbang, maybe three or four guys. That's a gangbang. Yeah, I would never see anything over five. Yeah, that's stupid. Anything more than five is like, damn, man, you really are. Something's wrong with your fucking head. Then I'd hate to be the husband going home and getting sloppy 25ths. You can't tell me that her vagina snapped back. <laughs> well, not not at that moment. <laughs> not at that moment. <laughs> but she might have been swollen. Just saying. Be a little swollen after all that. Or do you think it was him talking her into it? No, nah, because if it was him talking her into it, then he would have stuck around and watched and not walked away from the room. Mm-hmm. So I think it was So her. they did it before. They had to have. I don't even know porn actresses that take that many cocks. Not in one day. Not in one day? No. Not that I know of. So why would that be a fantasy of hers? To have that done? Well, being that it's like for for that, for your article or for the one that we had at the club? The one we had at the club. Why would that have been in her fantasy? I think she's done it more than once and liked it. To be honest, you with think you. she's taken that many freaking cocks before and just likes that shit? Yeah, I think what she was trying to do was up her game. She probably wanted, she probably had like her personal record and wanted to go higher. So, do you think she went club to club? I think so. And just made it where it was different for everybody. I think she went club from club to club because I don't think we saw her, her and her husband again after that. <laughs> no, not after that one. That was a one-time deal. Yeah. That we well they came. That's the second time they that that couple showed up. The first time they came, they were pretty tame. They didn't do nothing. No, they were kind of scoping everything out, and they were talking to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So I wonder. Well, if that's they were, where it all starts out. They were probably pre-planning for because they did show up the following weekend, and that's when it occurred. Mm-hmm. So I think they were pre-planning. Well, they were going around and saying, "Hey, you know, next week I want to do a gangbang," and yep, you know, and they started. Yep. Yeah. I I don't know. It's not my biggest fantasy. I don't even think... No, no, that's not on my list. Mm. Is it on your list? No, it's not on my list. Why would I want that? <laughs> I'm, not, talk- I'm <laughs> not in a fucking sausage house, man. Fuck that. <laughs> no, I'm talking about, do you want 25 girls lined up? No, I don't. You know, I enjoy one or two. 
but after that, it's too much. It's like, what do you get out of it? I don't know. Could a guy handle 25 girls in one day? Guy can't even handle more than two pumps like Hollywood. <laughs> you know, maybe if they lined up, I gave them one pump each. You know, by the time I'm You'd done. You'd only get to two. I probably would. <laughs> You'd only get to two, so what's the point? Depending on how wide uh, Have them all were. laying down and be like, oh, sorry, can't get past two. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't, you know what, I'd be too worried about diseases and stuff. I know rubbers go so far. Yeah. You know, but I'd be worried about diseases. Yeah. Because I'm a germaphobe. (laughs) Better put something on. She better uh, have them all wearing like three at a time or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Very interesting. I personally don't know why um, a gangbang is on a bucket list. I don't know. A lot of girls have that. Not that I know of. I mean, you but know I, some I, I, I work with some. I, well, the ones that I work with are a bunch of prudes, so right. You know, they're not worth the conversation. But in past jobs, eh, being a hairdresser when I was behind the chair and working with all those chicks, maybe one or two I could see having a bucket list. Just maybe. Well, your one of your friends was like that. That Shelly broad. Yeah. She yeah, was a she, hoe. She she was one hundred percent a hoe, and how sad I used her middle name for our daughter's middle name. You know that, what I don't get, man. That was uh, before she became a hoe. There, you know, you're a hoe. Why give it away from free? I know. It's at that point with her. Well, that's probably why the one in your article wants to get paid. Mm-hmm. Because she wants more than one. I don't know, man. Did you do you think that fucking uh, they were paying some money that night at the swingers club for Wouldn't that s- bitch? I wonder if she did bank on that. I'm wondering. <laughs> she probably did. I wouldn't doubt it, man, because there's some freaky stuff that goes on in the background that nobody really knows about. So I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't either. <laughs> Nothing surprises me anymore. Hell no, man. Sick shit. She had to be like a freaking tunnel by that time people were walking in (laughs) they were walking in dropping their pants and just going at it oh by that time half the place was everybody was walking around naked anyways right (laughs) but it it was funny seeing her get out of that room she couldn't walk no she barely could no somebody had to help her hubby had to help her walk And, uh, and all I could think when she was coming out of that room was, serves you right. Serves you right for being a dumbass. <laughs> serves you right. Yeah, just because we didn't agree with it didn't mean we didn't let that kind of stuff happen. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. To each their own. Alrighty, guys. Uh, that is the show for today. You guys have a good weekend. Uh... Next Thursday, I'm at at nighttime. People piss because I'm not on a night. I know, I but I gotta, it. I gotta get, a, I gotta get my ride time in too, man. I can't be in the studio all the damn time. Yeah, but it's only gonna be in the sixties. Yeah, I know it sucks, ain't it? It's a little. Chilly. You know what? We went from eighty-five until freaking sixty, but it's good fishing weather. I gotta give it that. I love. You know what? I'm gonna go do some bank fishing later on today. I think that'd be uh, pretty cool. See if I could get some catfish and stuff. Try out my new bait. Uh, make some homemade bait and stuff like that. You're gonna actually make that? Well, yeah, chum. <sighs> I can't believe I bought all that. <laughs> I want to watch you make it. There you go. Well, you know, that you might be good at this 
You oh, might you're be gonna good make at me that. make it, aren't you? You might be good. I'm gonna be because God it knows you're not good at anything else cooking. Uh, you know, it happens. You know, uh, some women are domestic engineers and some aren't. Well, I'm definitely on the aren't list. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, guys, you have a good one, man. We're out Bye, guys. The Trail is an in-depth look at the trials and tribulations of street gang and motorcycle club life. This isn't the run-of-the-mill book that doesn't get the goods. This book will go into detail of events that actually happen. All materials in this book have been approved by those involved. There is nothing poetic, nor is there any price worth paying for the life we choose to live on the streets. James Hollywood Machikari, Brotherhood and Betrayal.